Hey, book friends, this is Corey. Thanks for listening along as Kiri and I have a book club for two over a cup of tea. In each episode, we will share highlights from our recent reading adventures. We want to share the hits and misses along with why they worked or didn't work for us. We know life is busy and everyone's TBR list is too long, especially with an ever-growing list of books to choose from. We're hoping to simplify one little thing in your busy life by doing the heavy lifting and giving you suggestions for your next book adventure. If you like our podcasts, don't forget to give us some love and support. Things you could do include recommending us to your reading friends. You could subscribe to the show or rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It only takes a couple of minutes, but it will help us grow our audience and make it easier for listeners like you to find us. All right, let's get started. All right, here we go for the second time. (laughs) Oh, man. I made a fortune cookie. Oh, look at that. A shiny fortune cookie. I made a sparkle (laughs) fortune cookie. It's loud. (laughs) It's making weird little snappy noises. Yeah. Um. So here we are. This is, I guess, going to be episode two of our new season, which is season four. Yep. And we are just a disaster, so we've not met in like... We're a hot mess. Hot mess. It is, dare I say, our lives are just shit shows. Pretty much. I mean, we might as well just go ahead and get the cussing out of the way because there's... Fuck, fuck, shit, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Keep the explicit on there early so we don't have to think about it. I've actually just started marking it always as explicit Mm -hmm. because I feel like even when I try my hardest, I say a curse word. But you didn't have to drop the F bomb right out of the way. You might well, scare yeah. some away, just, someone away. If Keep listening. To us at Come on. Season four, they're already well aware of my potty mouth. But what if they're new? They're not new. Who would start season four of anything? That's where I, I sometimes do that. I'll, I'll find a new podcast and I'll kind of bounce back and forth between what they're currently recording and their backlist. Well, I mean, sure. Okay. I mean, because we have so many listeners. I know. I wonder how many people actually listen to us. I know Aubrey does. Yeah. She's, I, I, she's a loyal enthusiast. Which she is. is. Yeah, she's the best. And and she's getting ready to... Um, Pop number three out. So you could go back and listen again. You probably have a time at night when With you're... With all your spare time breastfeeding. Yeah. Just go back and re-listen to all of them. And let us know your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I start teaching on Monday. I don't feel prepared per usual, and my weekend is, as I already alluded to, kind of a busy shit show. So, and I didn't sleep last night because I couldn't shut my brain down. Hashtag anxiety. And then I went and directed parking for two hours for Girls on the Run because I'm a loyal Girls on the Red board member. You are crazy. Well, it wasn't bad. It, I mean, it was kind of fun. I had the whole like, and you know, I know you can't see me, but I had the like the. Keep on coming, roll of the arm, and then the pointing with two fingers Ooh, down. Yeah, see, was look it that? Your sleek facade. Doesn't that look Doing good? That, yes. It was impressive, right? It is. I mean, if so, if I ever if you need to quit your job and <laughs> become you a parking become attendant, a parking attendant, or you could be like in the construction. You know, mm-hmm. the construction mm-hmm. people do that. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. Anyways, it's gonna be a long day of working on class prep it's gonna be a long rest of my life it feels like i know i know so we're gonna do the best we can today yeah kiri hasn't been reading well you've been reading you just reading slowly because i have to go to bed early and you just haven't been completing yeah so she'll talk about the books that she's not completing (laughs) 
<laughs> and why. <laughs> and I picked out a little random sampling of things that I've read recently that kind of, in a weird way, Is go it to like together. like 15 books? No. I, I wrote I wrote down four. Oh, okay. So there. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about tea, man. Oh, yeah. We're drinking evergreen. What is it? Oh, I didn't grab the little, oh, man. Po- podcast recording oh, fail. Oh, no, look. What? Oh, wait. She has a picture. Anyways, here's the things you need to know about the tea is it was in my sip spy box. Shocker. And it is from... Or it's called Organic Mint Fields, and it's from the Republic of Tea, which is a pretty upright uh, tea company. Mm-hmm. And it has peppermint, spearmint, and some lemon. lemon balm. And what did you say when you smelled it? It, it smelled like the extra peppermint gum. Yeah. And it tastes like the extra peppermint gum. I do like a good mint tea, or I a tea that too. has mint in it. It makes my stomach feel better. Yep. I, I, it's funny. The longer we drink tea, the less I want to try new stuff. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, it's like, or you I want to stay with what you know and what you know you're going to like. So why experiment when you have like 50 teas you know you love all the time? Right. I don't know that I have 50 teas I love. You probably do. M- maybe. Maybe 49. I don't even have time to make a list, so we're just going to have to uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> with the amount of tea that we've been drinking for the past two and a half years. Okay. You have to at least like half of them. Okay. And if we were like our first season, we were recording every weekend for like ever. (laughs) Okay. And so that it was like a half a year probably of solid recording. I think I could come up with. Well, okay. So let's rephrase this a little bit. If I'm going to talk about types of tea that I like. Okay. Now, if you're getting into like specific brands. Yeah, that's what I was doing because I'm noxious. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say like, yes, I could probably say, oh yes, every mint tea that we've had, I liked probably. Most likely. Most likely. 99.9% effective. But I'm talking more like, I like English breakfast. I like mint tea. I like green mint tea. I like a song. It would be cool to do like a theme. What do you mean? Like we could try a whole bunch of different English breakfast teas. Oh, yeah. And, like, like do like a, a tea flight. Yeah. Ooh. But have it be about the tea a little bit more than uh-huh. the books, but have, like, a flight of the different types of English breakfast tea we can each get a hold of in town. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll work on planning that off Because off we have podcast. so much time. It's in our spare because time. Because our life is not insane. Because our lives aren't insane. No. Yeah. Because we meet every week. <laughs> And we see each other every day. <laughs> I've missed you, though. I know, I miss you, too. Mm. I was actually thinking on the way over here, I was like, we're both a hot mess. How are we going to do a podcast if we're both a hot mess? Because <laughs> usually I'm not a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> At least with, like, having, like, up to my eyeballs with stuff. And, you know, we're going out of town next weekend. I don't think I mentioned that earlier, because oh. it's our Annie. And Robert's like, let's go to Santa Fe. And so at the beginning of August, I was like... Don't do it. You always regret making any plans for Labor Day yeah. because you work at a university, idiot. And I was like, that seems reasonable. I could do that. Bad. And now I'm like, oh my God, what was I thinking? You guys should celebrate your anniversary in like July. You know, that's part of the problem is that I did two 
You did I, do two trips. I did three year. girls. I've done three girls trips this summer that would be things that Robert would have enjoyed. And I think his feelings oh, are a little hurt. Sure. I know. I know. I know. So when he's like, I'd really like to do something for our anniversary. What do you think about Santa Fe? I was like, that sounds great. Yes, let's do that. And it's going to be great. It'll be fine. We'll get there. We're going to have fun. We have Meow. In case, yes, people, I got Meow Wolf tickets. Don't ask. Don't don't send me anything saying, are you going to go listen? Are you going to go to Meow Wolf? It's already done. We it's did not taken do care of. Meow Wolf. I've never done Meow Wolf. <laughs> Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf. Whatever. I've not done that anytime I've gone to Santa Fe. Um, everyone's like, that's the first thing that comes out of everyone's mouth when I tell them I'm going to Santa Fe. The first thing I say when somebody says they're going to Santa Fe is you have to go to 10,000 Waves. What's that? It is a Japanese-inspired spa. Oh. It is the most delectable thing ever. Yeah, see, yeah, that doesn't... Uh, really? Yeah, I actually, now I know what you're talking about, and it's expensive, and... It's not that expensive. You can usually get deals. Well, here's the thing. This will be my first time going to Santa Fe, so I don't think I want to sit around and have... You do it at nighttime. Yeah. To relax. Yeah. I did it for Chris's birthday a few years ago. Aww. We only do cool shit on Chris's birthday. We don't ever do cool shit on my birthday. This is <laughs> what I'm realizing. Like, we're going to be in Sydney, Australia for his birthday this year. <laughs> we were in Santa Fe last year, the <laughs> year before. I don't know. Or no, his mom was here last year. Well, you're going to have to work on that. I know. So, anywho, long and short. <sighs> <sighs> Should we talk about books, man? Uh, yeah. Um, or lack of books. Or lack of books. Well, we'll just go back and forth. You you can... I mean, you listed off like four books that you're in the midst of. I know, yeah. And maybe you can talk about something you're anticipating. I don't know. It's up to you. It's your, your moments in the sun. Oh my gosh. Carry the look on your face. <laughs> I have high hopes. I really thought you'd be excited about more about the stuff I sent home with you last time. I think I just started with the wrong one. Okay. Because you, you haven't started Stray City, did no, you? No, I haven't. Because the other two are, like, killing me. You can abandon. I know. <laughs> you are so whiny. Well, why don't you talk about the first one that you're struggling to get through and what you like and don't like about it. What Let's is just... it called? Do you remember? No. You're the one reading them. It's the one with Kate. Oh, If Then. Yeah. So that one, If Then. You don't know the author's name, do you? Nope. That's okay. I'll look it up. Start because talking. Because I'm not enthusiastic about it. Oh, so my gosh. So it then follows Kate, who lives a double life. In her dream life, she goes back to, like, 18th century England and is, like, a whore to one of the dukes, and she's pregnant. Well, she doesn't necessarily go back there. Well, right. So she gets forced to do it by some crazy neurological something or other that makes it so that when she goes to sleepy time, she wakes up in... British Elizabethan yeah yeah and but she's asleep in right now time so I don't really understand how that works they don't describe that it's mostly like she lives a double life but then when she wakes up from her British life she's Mm -hmm. back into normal time and she's kind of losing her knocker her what her knocker her knocker oh her head yeah she's losing her mind yeah okay there, it's also called a knocker. Is it? It's slang. I've never heard that. Like, don't hit your knocker. Really? I think so. <laughs> okay. Now I'm, now I'm doubting about my existence. You know, I use all sorts of weird grandma <laughs> language, so I, I don't I actually use YOLO, you. YOLO, so, you know. Mm, I adopted Gucci. Like Patagucci? No, like Gucci. 
The kids say Gucci instead of good. Oh, I say Patagucci for Patagonia. Right, I do too. But they say, oh, that's Gucci. Mm. I looked it up. I didn't believe them. At first I thought they were yanking my chain. And I looked it up and it's... Yanking my chain. (laughs) See, there we go. (laughs) And they're like, yanking your what? (laughs) Why are we yanking it and what does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. They probably have no idea. Anyways, so... So yeah, she's going crazy and she's like, what if Shakespeare didn't actually write them or whatever like it's very weird stuff and Hence she has the title. a boyfriend named okay. ben <laughs> and he's like she is batshit crazy but i love her but she is crazy but i love her and it's like this back and forth between mm-hmm. crazy and love mm. and i think i have like 40 pages left Corey, and i'm like no i don't want to well then don't finish it but it's 40 pages i mean anybody you... can get through 40 pages Right. Okay. <laughs> Maybe this should be your goal for tomorrow. Maybe you should finish that one and then start something new and exciting. Yeah. Skim. Skim like a mother. Skim like a mother trucker. And just kind of just beat it out. <laughs> Anyways. I don't know if you can use that saying with... Hammer it out? Bucks. What is it? Beat it out means like wanking off. No. Yes. <laughs> There's other. <laughs> the only time I've heard that saying is referencing masturbating to get no, that's rid of beating, your boner. That's beating off. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. What did you say? Beating it out. I, I made. I made mean, that. I think it's still the same thing. <laughs> You're beating it out of you. Beat out the boner. Wow. We just, like, took this whole, to a whole new E-level. None of us are reading sexy books, so this doesn't All make any right. sense. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, Next. You, you're so you're saying you, you've made it most of the way through, but you're not feeling and it. And I'm not. I would not recommend it. Yeah. For people who like time travel, like, books uh-huh. based in England. I don't think this is the right one. Okay. Yeah. Is it just kind of boring? Is that yeah. is that what I'm getting from you? Yeah. Because you like seem kind of adventurous. Okay. Because you seem kind of light on details, so it feels like you're it's you, boring. You're it's you're you're kind of not retaining a lot. And, no. Okay. Why did you keep going? Because I am a sucker for punishment. Because I really wanted to like it. Okay. It's a really short book. It's only it is like two fifty. Yeah. Uh huh. And I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a hundred pages because. Okay. It, <laughs> and then you're halfway through. And you're like halfway through. I'm like, god damn. So. Yeah, I and I hear you. I shouldn't give you a hard time because I don't. I, I think I said last time that I read Ask Again, Yes, and I finished it, and I was like, why did I do that? I didn't really like it. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to be better about abandoning because life's too short to read books. You Yolo. Right. Eat the ice cream. <laughs> Abandon the book. Well, that's a bummer because I knew when I read the synopsis to you, you were like, yes, please. Yeah, you like snatched it out of my hand, and your eyes lit up, and I was I like, I think if yes. there wasn't like the back and forth of like. But that's every how time day? travel works. Well, no, but not every day. Can. But not any of the books that I've ever read. Okay. It's like you go back for a chunk period of time and you change the future in some way and then you come back. But like it's mm-hmm. every other day or what? every okay. time she sleeps, she goes back there. Yeah. And it's boring when she's back there and it's boring when she's here <laughs> and there's like weird Chinese sex women and. Wow. Yeah. Okay. There is. Remember the Chinese woman that's pregnant, that gets pregnant with that dude? I haven't dude? read it. Oh. Yeah. No. Well, there's some crazy sex trade stuff okay. happening, so <laughs> I give it a uh, one. You give it a one. Okay. And that was If, Comma, Then by Kate Hope Day. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a bummer. I was looking forward to reading that, but I don't know. Uh, Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. 
Maybe you're not you'll sell- like the boring book. You're not selling it very well. <laughs> this is why I could never be a salesperson. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about two things together because um, I've been kind of on a mystery kick. I think that's like my, that's like my palate cleanser. That's my like happy place. If I just need stuff to entertain me and get some momentum in my reading life, that's where I go. Mysteries and thrillers. So I've been trying to make my way through the Louise Penny series, The Three Pines. Have you read any Louise Penny? I think you made me read Louise Penny in one of our earlier podcasts. I don't think I did. I, th- I uh, think you did. Uh-uh. I think you uh-uh. Did. I, think I thought did. about it. I think you did. We're going to check our show notes <laughs> and I'm going to prove to Kiri that I'm right. Um, well, anyway, so I'm I... I'm going to laugh if you're not right. Whatever. It's my time to talk. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you talked it during my whole time. I... Fine, you're right, I did. This is communication, or conversation. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. Anyways. Um, so so the reason I, I'm really trying to push through... So Louise Penny turns out like a book a year. So here you go, people. If you like kind of a quiet, character-driven mystery uh, series, this is the one for you. Because she has like 12 books. And like, so I have a, I have an advanced reader from last year's book release. And I have an advanced reader for the one that's coming out in like October. And I'm on like, I just finished number six. And I think this year's is like number 12. So I'm only like halfway through the series. Um, So I I have like this goal of like catching up with them. (laughs) We'll see if it happens. But I, um, this particular one was Bury Your Dead. And it might be my favorite so far. And what I, so what I, here's the things I like about these books. And and this might just be specific to me is one of the things that she must be like a person that loves food because she likes to weave in what any, everyone is eating at any possible moment. So they're meeting up to talk about the case and she describes what they're all eating and drinking. And she's Mm -hmm. like, and they have a croissant and a hot chocolate. And -and so-and-so had a baguette and a cafe latte. Is it based in France? um, It's based in Quebec. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, and, and this has a really strong sense of place. Like, again, kind of how, like, I've gotten obsessed with Alaska. Now I'm like, I want to go to Quebec. I want to go to Montreal. I want to go to Quebec City. I just found tickets from Phoenix to Quebec for $150. Jesus. Well, sometime. Maybe um, that you should do that for your anniversary. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we already have tickets to be all wolf. <laughs> We've already paid for the Airbnb. Um... So yeah, I and and so all of them are set in this little tiny town outside of Montreal, a couple hours away, called Three Pines, and it's this tiny little picturesque sounding village with I don't know, there's probably a few hundred people that live there, um, and but for a town that size, they have a lot of deaths, <laughs> because that's why the main inspector Gamache is always going to Three Pines because someone else is dead under suspicious circumstances. <laughs> Yeah, it's like how and, and they're like all friends and stuff. And yet all these like side characters keep being getting offed. And so there's always a death. And so then he, Inspector Gamash comes with his crew and he's trying to figure out who killed who done it. And um, so you, he keeps or she Louise keeps building on these characters from book to book. And so you start to feel like, you know, all these characters and then you're like, and, you know, how could they do that? Um, bury your dead. It's too, the, the plot's too complicated to go into a whole lot of detail, but in particular, what I found really interesting is I knew that, you know, um, Quebec and Montreal in particular is kind of this weird little French nook in what's otherwise an English country. 
And, um, and so this one spends a lot of time talking about Quebec City, which is this tiny little spot within Quebec that is where all the English people live. And there's, mm-hmm. like, a lot of conflict between the Anglos and the Francophones in this particular part of the country. And so it goes into all this history and stuff that I didn't realize was there. Um, and then there was also, like, a really big um, event where basically there was like a huge police event where a lot of people got killed and hurt. And so it's like all about people getting recovering from this really traumatic event. And, um, and they're also picking up the storyline from the previous book where one of the main three pines characters was, um, convicted of killing someone and went off to jail, but his partners kept sending letters to Gamash saying he didn't do it. And why would he move the body? And so finally Gamash sends one of his, and his people under him back and some things start unfolding through his discoveries. So there was a lot going on. Like, and I felt really bad because the other night Robert was trying to have a conversation with me and I'm like literally at the, like that tense, like where everything is coming together and wrapping up and you're learning all the stuff you've been waiting to like learn. And like every three minutes he's starting to ask me a question. And I was finally like, I- I'm really trying to finish this book. Can we have this conversation later? And he gives me this really wounded look. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm really... We're at the epitome, at the epitome. What is the word I'm looking for? Epitus. I don't know. Impetus. Impetus. No, that's no. the... No. I just said, it's like, it's, I said, it's like at the end of a movie when you're trying to watch the, the, like the climax of it and someone's interrupting you. I was yeah. like, this is what you're doing to me right now. That's bullshit. It's kind of how I feel like if I'm trying to knit and I have to count and somebody's like, so how was your day? What are you doing? What are you working on? Why do you have to count? Why are you being quiet? Why aren't you answering me? I'm like, I need <laughs> you to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of hurt his feelings because I really wanted to finish the book uninterrupted. <laughs> you should have just got up and walked away. Or do you think that would have been even more insulting? That would have been more insulting. (laughs) So, anyways. Sometimes I'm vicious. Sometimes you're vicious. So, yeah. I am... I I really love the Louise Penny series. It's really quiet, though. I mean, you really want to... You have to be excited about getting into the... These reoccurring characters. But it's it's a good series. I I do remember... I think it took me two tries to get through the first one. I think I started listening to it. And it, it was helpful for me to... Read, read the first one and get familiar with the characters, and then I've kind of bounced back and forth between listening to them and reading them. That's how I felt with Outlander. Mm-hmm. It took me like 150 pages to get into it, and then I got into it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so yeah. The other one that oh, so so I finished this one last night again. I was like, I must finish it, but it's Never Have I Ever by Jocelyn Jackson. And it's touted as like a domestic suspense thriller, and it's set in Florida. And man, is it screwed up. Like, I actually, I should, other, well, it's not super creepy. You might be interested in it. But it, um, basically, it's set in, like, a suburbia. And this group of women are having their regular book club. And then someone knocks on the door. And this, like, gorgeous woman who's new, like, just shows up and takes over. And so the main protagonist, um, she starts realizing that this person knows about her past and she's blackmailing her. And so it's this, like, I don't know, cat, I, all the euphemisms you could think of, like a cat and mouse game, a chess game, where they're, like, back and forth trying to outwit each other and figure out their end game and, like, figure out each other's secrets. And, you know, so it kind of has those big themes of, like, what would you do to, like, preserve your life and preserve your family? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of that 
the past can never stay hidden. And can you ever really redeem yourself oh from your God. sins? And, um, and it gets, whoa, at the end, it just takes some hard right and left turns back and forth. And at the end, I was kind of like, what just happened? <laughs> It kind of, the description reminds me of that book that we read about the uh, stag party. Oh, right. In the forest. Yeah. 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 No. Kind of the same same way. Yeah. yeah. And it, it definitely ended up in some places that I didn't anticipate it. And I, it's one of those ones where I would say tread lightly towards the end if you um, have any triggers around sexual stuff. Uh, I don't want to say too much because that's one of the big twists, but there's some kind of weird stuff at the end that I was kind of like, ooh, did you have to go there? Mm. Um, but it definitely, I mean, I read it in like a week, so it definitely uh, made me... Ex- well, now I kind of want to try it, even though I'm having a hard time reading scary book right now. It's not really scary, though. It's more psychological than anything. Like... I wouldn't call it scary. It's, but look at how innocent she looks, but also like she could possibly uh, take you on. Well, and it's ironic because I've not, I, I've not read any other Jocelyn Jackson, but I know that she's a lot of people who like Southern women's fiction mm-hmm. are really fond of her. And she usually writes a lot lighter. So this is like a complete, uh, you know, new type of writing for her, but it definitely, again, had like this big sense of place and like all these descriptions of going like scuba diving, which I've never done, but, um, (laughs) you're like, no, no. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good mystery. It it, it definitely, well, I don't know if you, I mean, I guess it was a mystery in that you didn't know like how this person had this information and what was going and like, you didn't see some of that. It wasn't necessarily like a whodunit mystery. It was Mm -hmm. more like, how is this going to unfold and and what is going to be the outcome of all of this? And, you know, is she going to be able to keep her secrets or mm-hmm. is her life going to implode? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's more kind of like these, unre- you're waiting for these questions to be right. resolved as it goes. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. All right. So the other book that I'm currently not, work- not working on is Pure <laughs> Land. Mm. Do you remember her name? Who's the name? The writer? Yeah. Annette McGivney. So she, this book is about um, a young Japanese woman was murdered in Havasu Pai a couple years ago. Tomome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Annette has decided to research this and figure out what happened and give closure to her parents in Japan, but also in some, I think, weird way, get closure for herself. I don't really know. Like the book starts out with her checking herself into the guidance center, probably because she's having a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. And then I'm only about 70 pages through because I can't read it at nighttime, which is the only time I have time for reading at the moment. And so it's sitting at my coffee table and not upstairs with me because I tried to read it at nighttime and it started like affecting my dreams. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you what was bothering you about it with reading it at night. I think it's just like the psych, like this, I know what happened. Like, right. I know somebody dies. Mm-hmm. I've never been to have a soup high. I have not either. At least not the falls. I've hiked up it from the Colorado River to certain areas, but mm-hmm. I haven't been to like the waterfalls of have a soup high. Mm-hmm. I want to go to have a soup high, but now I don't really want to go to have a soup high. Ditto. Um, <laughs> and I have friends that have been to have a supai and haven't wanted to read that book because they're afraid of it affecting them and not wanting to go back to have a supai, which mm-hmm. I think is legit. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so the have a supai 
people live here, li mm -hmm. live in Havasupai, and there's a lot of drugs, and there's, like, a lot of gangs, and there's mm -hmm. a lot of sketchy things that are happening, but it's also a huge tourist place because you have to get a permit. It's a 10-ish mile hike yep. from the village down to Subai Falls. You can camp. Mm -hmm. You're recommended to camp. I don't think they actually let you do in and out in one day, but maybe they would. Um, and, you know, there's like poor horses that get treated very poorly because people don't want to walk their luggage back up. And so they strap it onto the horses and there's in Flagstaff currently, there's been like a huge push to get animal control out there to take care of the, like to remove mm -hmm. the horses because of the animal brutal, brutal brutality that's happening. So yeah, I'm not that super far into it only because it freaks me out. Mm -hmm. Because she's going to get into details and she's going to unearth things. And it's just like, you I'm a little bit mm -hmm. cautious of what is going to be unveiled. Right. But I know it's a really good book because it's I've so had good. so many friends read it. Ugh. But it is that like, it'll got you. Unnerving mm -hmm. of, because I do travel mm -hmm. by myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that I just like psychologically, I, as a woman, especially, I think we're always kind of hyper aware of our surroundings and like, oh, is this person following me? Mm -hmm. Or like we carry our keys instead of putting them in our purse when it's two o'clock in the morning and we're walking to our car. Sure. Yeah. And so I you hear know, you. she was a Japanese woman. She was by herself. It was for her birthday. She didn't speak very good English. Like she actually spoke really good English. Did she? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm at the point where she's staying in the... Um, teepee with the woman outside okay. of monument valley yeah 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 she i mean that's what brought her to the united states initially is she did a semester at some tiny little college i think in like mississippi or something so that she could learn oh English. yeah she was traveling with her boyfriend for a little bit mm -hmm. and then he had to go home yeah and then she came back to monument valley so she's right now staying with the old woman and okay her family in oh the teepee, i love which that is really sweet. Yeah. but i'm just like I don't, I know what's coming. Mm -hmm. I don't know all the details. And I think that is what's creeping me out. Sure. Well, and it is good to go into that book knowing that it's a book about trauma and it's about trauma of multiple people as well as just systemic trauma. And that's a big part of where this ends up is that, um, it is kind of meant to make you feel a little icky about Havasupai and the Grand Canyon because she's pretty direct in blunt about how we have taken this land and the nature in which we did it and the, the systemic oppression of the people that were there first mm -hmm. and the lasting systemic trauma that has resulted from us confining them to these small spaces after we take away their land. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so from that standpoint, it's meant to, I think, make you feel uncomfortable. And yes, it's dealing with brutality in multiple ways and multiple people. Um, but it's really good to, if you can kind of find a way to distance yourself from it. Well, I think part of, you know, when I worked at USGS, you know, we involved the tribes and all the things that we did on there to try and have that collaboration of... Mm -hmm you know, tell us why it's not okay to do this or explain to us, like, tell us the story of your mm -hmm. people so we know. And I know a couple times on before river trips, like the Navajo would come and they would do a blessing to make sure that we were all safe mm -hmm. on the river because, you know, that's their lifeline. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I understand the oppression that we've done. And I've also understand like working with the tribes mm -hmm. and trying to get them to feel 
less oppressed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we have that power at this point. I was going to say, we're we're unraveling (laughs) over a century's worth of um, nastiness. Totally. But but that's good. I mean, you know, and that's great. And that's what we need to be doing. Um, I think it's, I mean, I definitely, it's, it it left, it just, I think that's one of the things that left a lasting impression on me, almost even more than the attack of the woman um, is just kind of, you know, you know, because that's part of Annette's big thing is why did this happen? Right. Um, you know, and how, how could things get to this point, you know? Well, and it seems like there are some people within uh, the very brief pages that I've read so far that there is already oppression from Havasupai people to other Havasupai people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I don't know if racism is the right word, but there's already discrimination between different families. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And And when you're already this, you Mm -hmm. know, the size of your fist and there's discrimination mm-hmm. in that size as well as outside discrimination like holy hot hell yeah so it's good i hope you're able to keep moving through it but i agree it's not it's slow it's not light and fluffy yeah no. um but i mean man is, annette mcgivney is just an amazing writer and storyteller i think uh, it's one of those books that the narrative just really pulls you in in the descriptions and um she really brings a personal element to it that I think if if you continue with it, you'll eventually come to enjoy. Yeah. I hope anyways. Hopefully. It Hopefully. might take me a year, but we'll get there. <laughs> okay. Well, um, the other thing, the other book that I read that I really loved, going in a completely different direction from there, when I wish I could give you this one, but I had it as an advanced reader, so it's on my Kindle. But it's called The Southern Lady Code by Helen Ellis, and it's a collection of essays. And it's basically this woman. She's probably, I'm guessing she's in her late 40s, early 50s, so a little older than me. Um, and she's Southern by birth and upbringing, but she's pretty much lived in New York City since she graduated from college. And she is just flipping hilarious. So she has like this lens of being a like she's held on to a lot of her like classic Southern roots while also navigating the world of New York city. Oh, (laughs) And she's just so funny. And, and, and she just, and her essays are just about life. So like there's one that was particularly funny about her flying out to Denver, um, to partake legally of marijuana for the first time in her life. And, and, you know, and kind of talking through that and she talks about, um, Like there's one about like what I've learned from watching The Bachelor and it's kind of almost like stream of consciousness and it's like all these like little observations just kind of strung together. Um, She talks about like etiquette and uh, I mean, it's just funny. There's a really great one about choosing to remain childless, which Mm -hmm. I always relate to. And, you know, she talks about her relationships with her friends and her husband and her parents. And sometimes it's more kind of reflective going back when she was like growing up, like there's this really uncomfortable one. <laughs> this was funny though. She talks about how her parents always said, please come talk to us about anything. If it's something that is going to make us angry and that we need to take a moment, we're going to leave and walk around the block, but we still want you to come talk to us about stuff. <laughs> so she said at the age of 19, she goes to them and she's like, I want to have sex. And I, I want to go on birth control and I want you to pay for it and she said that's the only time in her life that they <laughs> left and walked around the block which I thought was hilarious and I thought that was great that she was able to like have yeah. that honest relationship with her her parents but then she goes on to talk about how she was treated by a very the very traditional southern um gynecologist that her grandmother took her to and um and how traumatic that like how judgmental that was and how traumatic it was for her um 
you know, when she was trying to be a responsible right. young woman. And um, it was just charming. And I literally, um, I, it was like the, I was like, I need something to read before I go to sleep type of book. And I, I, I probably got through two thirds of it in like two hours. Oh, and then boy. I was like, okay, I have to go to sleep now. <laughs> and I like had to like make myself put it down, but it was so good and so funny. It was just like really light and refreshing. And mm-hmm. it's like those, it was like the perfect length of little essays, you know, like it doesn't go on and on and right. on. Like you would actually like it because it's really brief. Like okay. most of them are like five to six pages and just witty and concise. And oh, I just love Southern ladies so much. I just want to be like, come have a sleepover with me, Helen Ellis. And just tell me your life story in person. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was that was my that was kind of my other thing that I wanted to share that was super fun and light and enjoyable and made me smile and mm-hmm. escape from the craziness of my world. Yeah. 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 So what do you think's up for you next? I have no idea. Oh wait, you have one more that you're trying to get through, right? Oh, pull dark. Pull yeah. dark. Demelza's the second book. Is this sci-fi? No. No. It's a uh, 1800s in Cornwall, England during the mining. Ooh, this sounds really boring. It's very <laughs> British. And there's like drama. Like, so What's Rose the purpose Poldark of is the main protagonist. Okay. And he comes back from the war with the Americans. Okay. And inherits his dad's house and mines. Okay. And then he hires a kitchen maid, Demelza, who he then marries. And his cousin <laughs> married his like love of his life, Elizabeth. Like there's crazy drama. It sounds really And it's boring. a show on BBC. Okay. Just watch the show on BBC. It just sounds really boring. It's not boring. It sounds and boring. And Ross Poldark, the character that plays Ross Poldark in the BBC series is beautiful. <laughs> and Demelza is beautiful. All of them are beautiful. All of them are beautiful. And I just finished, um, yeah, so I'm like 136 pages into Demelza and it's like a page book or something. So are you liking this one? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So out of all the things you've been picking yeah. up, this is the one that's the speaking to you the most. British one, apparently. And how funny. I know. You're like describing it. I'm like, <gasps> whatever. <laughs> it's okay. You might like it. I might. Who knows? I mean, I guess it sounds like it may be a variation on, um, oh, what's the other BBC show that we all like? Oh, Downton Abbey. It is completely different than Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like poor... <laughs> okay. Cornwall, England, with all the drama mm. of being a miner and like being careful with mines and making like they're mining for copper. Huh. And so copper, you know, was like the thing that everybody <laughs> was asking for in the 1800s. Okay. Huh. And there's just a lot of drama. Interesting. A lot of drama. Maybe. <laughs> a lot of drama. <gasps> so. All right. Well, on that note, c'est la vie. On the stack of books I gave to you, which one do you think you're going to try first? The Gown by Jennifer Robinson. Yeah. Okay. Of course. You should have known that. I Come know. On. I know. I gave, So I handed Curie a stack. She has five books to uh, pick from. Plus so, another four at my house. There's more? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to just become a you. Yeah. Um, I think you'll like The Gown. It's historic fiction. It's about Queen Elizabeth's wedding. We're going to hope. I'm probably going to love it. Yeah. If not, I would say move on to Three Women. Okay. Which is all sexy. I said I couldn't walk, I couldn't read it. It's supposed to get, be really good, but I, I think it'll make me blush too much. Oh, I'm all into the so, romance. I don't know that it's romance. There's just a lot of sex. He slammed me up against the floor or the mm-hmm. wall. So. With the doorknob 
going in my butt crack as he penetrated them. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, stop! Stop! Her All face. right. And then there's kittens. Hi, kittens. (gasps) You all have to check out my cute mug on Instagram because it's so darn cute. Anyways, you'll see it. I'll write about it. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Hey, book friends. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks for listening along with us. Head over to our podcast site to share your recommendations and your opinions with us on the books we have read. That website is booksandteapodcast.com. It's also where you will find our podcast show notes with a full list of titles for the books, along with our favorite tea and what we mentioned today. If you are on any social media, feel free to stop by our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You will find those links on our website. To be the first to hear about the next new podcast and what we are working on, make sure you are signed up to our newsletter.